Amen. Good morning. So here we are, uh, right at the edge and the end of 2018, and we're standing on the brink of 2019. And most of us have had a break from school, uh, from work, uh, maybe just a chance to have uh, catch our breath, get out of the daily normal routine of the semester or the year, and we've had a chance just to kind of reflect. And maybe over this break, you watch some movies, or read some books, or had some conversations, or did something that caused you to think about what you want this next year to look like. And maybe you had the opportunity to reflect back on 2018, and some things that went well, and maybe some things that didn't go as well, and it's always a great opportunity to think about, well, what about 2019? Uh, at school, when it comes to grades, or participation, at work, projects that you might be working on, relationships, things you're trying to accomplish. And one of the great exercises is to think about what would we like to have 2019 look like? Well, it's a great exercise to engage in, uh, but today I'd like to help us in that exercise not by thinking about necessarily what our New Year's resolutions should be. What I'd like to do this morning is talk to you for just a brief moment or two about what God's New Year's resolutions are. Did you know that God has New Year's resolutions? Now, of course, on one hand, we would say, well, that's nonsense. God stands outside of time. And so 2019, he's the same as he was 2018, and he doesn't have to make changes in who he is because he doesn't change who he is. So that's absolutely true. But on the other hand, we're coming to a passage in Isaiah today in which we are told of two things that God is resolved to do. And so in one sense, we can talk about the fact that God is resolved to do these things in 2019. Now, he was resolved to do them in 2018 and 2017. But still, as we think about this coming year and we begin to formulate what our plans might be, I thought it would be useful if we stopped and reflected on what are God's plans? What is God resolved to do in 2019. And so since it happens that the Lord has arranged for us to be in the chapter in Isaiah in which God tells us two of his firm resolutions, I'd like to present those to us this morning just for a few minutes to think about this is what God is planning for 2019 so that when we make our plans, we do so in accordance with what he's going to be up to. So if you're willing, please take a Bible and turn to Isaiah chapter 23. If you don't have a Bible with you, there should be one in the rack in front of you. And if you open those Bibles to page 571, 571, you'll be in Isaiah chapter 23. 571, Isaiah chapter 23. We're not going to look at the whole chapter because we don't have time for all of that. But uh, what I'll, let me just tell you what's going on. This is a chapter about a place called Tyre. Tyre is not an empire like Babylon or Egypt or Cush or Assyria. Tyre is a city. It's a city-state. It's a very wealthy, well-to-do city-state. Lots of merchants, 
uh, great economic uh, prowess. It's alike, perhaps, New York City or Silicon Valley. This is who God is speaking to in Isaiah 23. And we find that he has two resolutions. They're true of what he's going to do in Tyre. They're true of what he's going to do in 2019 because these are the things that God does. The first one is in verses eight and nine. So if you find that little uh, superscripted eight under that big 23, that's chapter 23, verse eight. And God says, who planned this against Tyre? The bestower of crowns, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are renowned in the earth. Verse nine, the Lord Almighty planned it to bring down her pride in all her splendor and to humble all who are renowned on the earth. This is the first resolution that God has for 2019. It's true all of the time. He is resolved to humble the proud. He has resolved that he will bring down those who are renowned in the earth. Now, when we hear the word pride, we're all too quick to associate it simply with arrogance. Arrogance is part of pride, but pride is much bigger than that. Pride is self-reliance. It's thinking too much about ourselves and not enough about God. And God tells us in James and in 1 Peter that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. What that means is God has resolved that he is going to humble those who are self-reliant, those who make their decisions about what is in their best interest. This is important to know because as you and I think about 2019, it's very easy for us to think about what our plans are. How much weight would we like to lose? How much money would we like to save? What kind of grades would we like to get? What organizations would we like to join? How would we like to see our relationships advance? What would we like to see happen at work or in the neighborhood or in our marriage or in our family? And we come up with all of the plans, but the warning is, if you and I are making plans whose end goal is to increase our renown, whose end goal is to increase who we are, you and I just need to know that God has resolved to work against that. Amen. Now, you might ask me, are you saying that we shouldn't have plans? Are you saying that we shouldn't set goals, that we want to be healthier, that we want to do well in school, or that we want to have a vibrant relationships? No, I'm not saying that. I don't believe God is saying that either. Again, it's very subtle. And what I'm saying, what the Lord is saying, is that if you this next year and I choose the things we want to achieve in the ways we want to achieve them, for the purposes that we want to achieve them for, if we are resolved to bless ourselves that way, just know that God is resolved to stop us. This is what he does. Now it's a very sobering warning. Listen to what God says in Job chapter 12. To God belong wisdom and power. Counsel and understanding are his. What he tears down cannot be rebuilt, no matter what we resolve. 
those he imprisons cannot be released. If he holds back the waters, there is drought. If he lets them loose, they devastate the land. To him belong strength and insight, both deceived and deceiver are his. He leads rulers away stripped and makes fools of judges. He takes off the shackles put on by kings and ties a loincloth around their waist. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows officials long established, regardless of what they've resolved to do. He silences the lips of trusted advisors and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in trackless waste. They grope in darkness with no light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. And the warning from Isaiah 23 is, if you and I choose this next year and resolve to achieve what we want to achieve, the way we want to achieve it, for the means for which we want to achieve it, just know God is resolved to work against us in that. However, there is a second resolution that God has for 2019. And this is in verse 18 of Isaiah 23. In the context, God not only says that he is resolved to humble Tyre, he also says that he will restore them. But in their restoration, verse 18, he says this, yet her profit and her earnings will be set apart for the Lord. They will not be stored up or hoarded. And then listen to this. Her prophets will go to those who live before the Lord for abundant food and fine clothes. The second resolution that God has for this coming year is, for those who live before the Lord, he is resolved to bless us. This is his firm resolution. Those who live before the Lord in 2019 will be blessed. Now the question is, what does it mean to live before the Lord? It means to have your eyes on him, to be aware of him in every situation. Instead of going into 2019 and simply saying, what do I want to accomplish and how do I want to make sure it gets accomplished? To live before the Lord is to say, Lord, what do you want to see happen this year? How do you want me to go about doing these things? What might this look like in a very common New Year's resolution? The common New Year's resolution, let's take, for example, losing weight. Many people decide in this next year, boy, it would be nice uh, to lose some weight. What might that look like to do it before the Lord? Well, if you did it before the Lord, you and I might need to be willing to accept that weight might not actually be the issue. The issue might be an idolatry with food. That if we're honest with one another, that some of us choose to bless ourselves with food instead of waiting for God to provide. To do it before the Lord would be to acknowledge that, you know what? If I'm gonna lose any weight this next year, it's not going to be a function of how many times I go to the gym and how strict I am with the diet. Those may all be part of it, but this is something I need the Lord's help to do and to make it a matter of prayer. 
to ask for the Lord's strength. To do this before the Lord is to acknowledge, you know what? If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to ask for his help, if I choose not to keep going forward with this, I've got to confess that to him. I don't just get to say, well, I tried, now I'm done. If this is something that the Lord wants for me, that he wants a healthier approach to food and to life, this is something that I need his help with, that I need to confess to him when I choose to go my own way with this. That's what it means to live before the Lord. So it's not about don't set any goals. It's great to be able to say, what does the Lord want you to do in school this next semester? What does the Lord want you to do in personal health? What is the Lord, how is the Lord wanting to bless you in relationships and ministry and things that you do? But the difference is, if you do it, this is what I want, the way I want to do it, and the means that I want to get out of it, you're gonna find that the Lord is resolved to stop you. If on the other hand, you are resolved to live your life aware that God is around. Aware that he is with you. He is resolved to bless us. He says, you can't even begin to imagine what I want to do for you in 2019. Doesn't mean there won't be trouble. It doesn't mean there won't be suffering. It just means all that trouble and all that suffering will happen before the Lord. And the Lord's firm resolution. Look, what he builds, nobody can dare down. What he decides, nobody can reverse. And he has resolved, if you will live this next year before me, I will bless you. I will bless you. I'll take stuff from other people and give it to you. Which brings us to our time of communion. Communion is the great example because Jesus chose to live his life not for himself, but he lived it before the Father. And as a result, God has blessed him in infinite ways. And this morning as we take communion, I want you to think about this. If God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not through Jesus freely give us all things? God's firm resolution is to bless us. God's stated desire is to pour out his grace in our life. And all he's saying in Isaiah 23 is, if you and I are resolved to bless ourselves, then there's no room for him. If, however, we choose to allow him to be the one who does the blessing, what he has for us, as exemplified in Jesus, is far beyond anything we could ever ask for or imagine. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast from Calvary Church. We hope this message has brought the light and hope of God's presence into your life, refreshing your soul for the journey the Lord has you on. If you have a spiritual need or would like to connect further with the work God is doing through Calvary Church, seek us out online at calvarygr.org. On our website, you can also find an archive of previous messages from this series. Thanks for listening.